when I say money, mm. just listen to this word carefully, money, if you get any negative feelings towards it mm. from that word, then there's something wrong. The big question is this, how investors like us have learned all in the silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hey guys, welcome back to Positive Property Show. We're here with Christina Richardson and... And George. He forgot his name. George Markoski. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? So look, um, money, we're going to talk about money today. And we're not just talking the money that Abbasing's about. We're talking about the money that you invest with too. Yeah, but the topic tonight is money buys what love can't. Mm. Okay. Bit and of look, a controversial bit of controversy there. there. So look, guys, <laughs> tell me, what are your thoughts of money? Type in, tell me a little bit about what your feelings are. You know, is money good? Is it evil? Is it bad? What is it? We're going to talk about money today because, you know, it's Christmas time. And there's a lot going on at the moment. In the background. How's your relationship with money? Think about that. Do you get a negative feeling in the pit of your stomach when you say the word money, when people ask you about your finances? You know, I personally, I used to have a very negative relationship with money and it's taken me, you know, a lot of hard work and mindset to have a positive relationship. But you're not going to become successful and attract more money into your life unless you change the root of how you feel about it. And you need to get comfortable with it. You need to have a good relationship with money. So there's a lot we need to cover here tonight, guys. So it's a very exciting night. We're getting ready for Christmas. It's getting very close. So imagine you've had a genie and, you know, the genie comes in and what happens is, you know, because... Basically, what I'm talking about is money buys what love can't. And, you know, this is true. And there's going to be a lot of spiritual people who um, may need this to be whacked on top of their head. So this genie right? will get three wishes. Right. So imagine, so you're alone in your bedroom, right? Okay. And um, with a magic lamp and you rub it and genie appears. <laughs> it's just you and him, nobody else, right? So no one will ever find out what happens here. And he says to you, I'm going to make you an offer. You can only choose one or the other. Okay. And you say, sure. And he says, your bank account number, I can make it go forever higher or forever lower. Which do you choose? I already know what you're going to choose. Well, it's pretty obvious. Yes, it is, right? And nobody on earth will say less unless they're insane or lying, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Money's not evil, but your resistance to it could be, and that's the problem, right? Yeah. yeah. Because what happens is, and this is one of those things when I talk about being authentic, being real, being vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Because, see, being authentic, being real, being vulnerable takes a lot of courage. It does. And yeah. takes a lot of strength. And, you know, a lot of people feel that they need to have this wall up and pretend they're perfect and they're great. They don't make mm-hmm. any mistakes or anything else like that. And then what they do is they make excuses for things in their life. Like, I'll tell you one big excuse. Oh, money's not important to me anyway. Right. Right? Yeah. But, you know, looking at this genie story, what would you do? Would you, after you rub the genie, would you want your bank account to go forever higher or forever lower? What would you choose? And if you chose forever higher, well, it means money can be important to you, may be important to you. Money does buy what love can't. And I'm going to go through that debate tonight and, you know, prove me wrong if you can. But I really believe it, it can, right? 
And basically, I want to talk about money and what's important about money because the love of money is bad. And yeah, people right. wanting money out of insecurity, that's bad, right? Mm. However, realising that money is a tool and it's a powerful tool in today's capitalist society if you live in the Western world. And you're going to either use that tool, sort of bring that microphone down a little bit, um, or you're going to miss out, right? There we go. Now we look like a proper podcasting studio with a microphone in the frame. Yeah, I I love the um, going back to the whole realization that money is just a tool. Um, you can't eat it. It's not like food. You can't. It can't keep you warm uh, unless you knit it into a little blanket. Even then, it'd be a pretty crappy blanket. Oh, has anyone seen that movie? You know, with the people that are. Um... You talk about downsizing. No, no, not downsizing. The one about money, but there's another one where. Um, oh, it's, it's a funny one. It's an Australian one. It's a commercial where they he's going. I've got gold. He goes, what can you do? Can you eat it? He goes, no, you can't. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but, it's just a tool. So you use it to buy what you want and yes. that's how you get what you so want. So the people out there that are thinking that money is evil, mm -hmm. that's called a limiting belief. Right. And what happens is a lot of times it's easy to have a limiting belief from when you grew up, from your family, from your friends, from your childhood, right? Yeah, that's what it stems from. Usually. Now, seriously, I've never met anyone who is successful that hasn't had the right mindset around success mm. and hasn't been open to attracting goodness in their life, right? Yeah. Because money is not a bad thing. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. Can it be bad? Yes. But money in itself doesn't do anything, right? Mm. That's the thing we've got to say. Got no emotions, got no intention. Money is a byproduct of value creation. If you need it, you need it, right? And if you need it, you need to be okay with having it. Yeah. That's the deal. Because no one here watching this can say you don't need money because mm. we all need it for, uh, just to live. So we all need it. So because we need it, we might as well accept the fact and say, okay, we need it. Yeah. And admit it. And that's a really good forward thing doing it. You know, so if you go to the supermarket, right, and you try to leave a cart full of food, mm. body smiling at the cashier, that won't work, will it? No, you need to pay for that food. Otherwise, that's called shoplifting. They, they want cash, right? <laughs> Correct. They want money. They or want credit cash card. or credit card. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, even if the cashier hated you, they still wouldn't stop you from getting the food if you had the money. But no matter how much they loved you, right, you're not going to get the food for free, even if they're no. your best friend. No. Unless they got in trouble, you know what I mean? Like if your father needed bypass surgery, mm. right, I don't care how much you love you have in your heart, the hospital is going to require cold, hard cash. You're going to need money. Yeah, yeah. money's not going to help you there, is it? Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, money will. Love won't help you. You can love your father as much as you want, but it's not going to help you. Yeah. Right? So money buys what love can't. There's yeah, two examples, there you right? There Yep, yep, okay. Right? So, so how do you get money? What do you do to get money? That's the question. Because the theme tonight is, you know, money can get you what love can't. And I've just gone through a few examples there of yeah. what money can get you that love can't. And really, at the end of the day, how do you get money? Step number one is have the right mindset. Mm. Having the right mindset is really important and you've got to get away from any negative emotions. So when I say money, mm. just listen to this word carefully, money. If you get any negative feelings towards it mm -hmm. from that word, then there's something wrong. Okay. Now, if you get too excited about it, there's something wrong too, <laughs> right? Because seriously, all this is a tool. You shouldn't yeah. be emotion. There, there should be no yeah, emotion. It should there. be like indifferent. Indifferent, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Money shouldn't get you excited because that's bad too. Because see, people that get excited by money, right? They're terrible as well. Mm. Because I know, I know some people and they get excited by money. 
Okay. And you know what we call these people? Gamblers. Oh, wow. Right? Okay, yeah. Because think about it. They want to get something for nothing. Mm. Um, it's a, it's part of the seven deadly sins. It's called greed. Yeah. Right? And greed's a terrible emotion. So people sometimes equate money and greed, but it's not the same thing. Money's got no emotions at all. Greed's bad. And well, the, it's an inanimate object, really. Yes, yes. <laughs> so so your, your emotions around money are important, right? Yeah. Because that's what's going to make it good or bad. See, if you come across money with greed, jealousy, insecurity, power trip, then guess what you're going to do with that money? Something bad. If you come to money with a beautiful mindset, with spirituality, with love, prosperity, with, prosperity abundance. with giving and generosity, yeah. look what you can achieve with money, you know? And just touching on that point a little bit more, like um, people who I've met in my life who have a prosperity mindset versus poverty mindset, the difference is so crazy. I mean, those people literally have way more money than people with a prosperity mindset. The people with a poverty mentality seem to keep getting poorer every year. So it yeah. really, it does drive you one way or the other, and it's all to do with their mindset. Absolutely. It's all about mindset and about things like that. And that's why this is super important. You know, it's coming up to Christmas. And Christmas is the time of spending money, but also it's coming to New Year's and nearly the end of 2020. And really, how are you going to end 2020? What's your relationship going to be with money? Are you going to have yeah. a good relationship with money? Are you going to have a powerful relationship where money's a tool to help you, you know, become the best you can be and become something good? Or is money going to be something that's going to control you through your emotions of, you know, insecurity, greed, um, whatever, whatever other emotions are concerned? And see, that's why, you know, see what happens is people that are insecure, they end up getting money and saving money and just making more money and working hard and saving money and saving money and never use it. And see, if you've got money in the bank and you've never used it in your life, well, it's like not having it. Yeah, you might um, as well not have it. I even, agree. I, I don't care how many yeah. zeros. I don't care if you've got $100 million in the bank. It doesn't if, matter. If you live like a pauper and you don't use that money for good or anything else like that, you yeah. know, I, I know some people that are very rich and that are really tight, super mm. tight. And see, money is not going to bring happiness. Let me get that through to you right now, mm. right? There's more to money. There's more to life than money, and money's not going to bring you happiness. But money is part of that triangle, and yeah. I call it the triangle of happiness. It certainly does come in handy to I, <laughs> you know, have good experiences. Now, can I talk about the, pri the, the triangle of happiness? So what do you think, guys, are in the triangle of happiness? I'll tell you one part, the bottom corner. The bottom flat part of the triangle of happiness is money, which because money gives you freedom. Mm -hmm. So not money, but money that gives you freedom. Yeah. Different type. I think time would definitely be yeah, that so, triangle. Yeah, so that yeah. equals money times time. See, the problem is if you've got lots of money and you're insecure and you're working hard for money and you, got, you don't use that money to enjoy yourself, to better your life, to make the world better, to give you more time, then it's not going to bring you happiness at no. all. And that's a fact because what they did, they did a study and up to when, until you earn 75,000, the more you earn, the happier you are because you've got more, you know, under 75, it's hard to live. Yeah. Once you get to 75, it flattens out. Is that just in Australia or is that it's worldwide? Worldwide. Okay. It flattens out after 75. After 75, there's no more happiness, extra happiness out of more money. Right. So someone at 75,000, 175,000, same amount of happiness from the money. Mm. However, the one at 175 has got more chance of creating more meaning. Okay. Right. Yeah, what I mean yeah. by that is with money, you can have experiences that other people can't have. Right. Yeah. And look, for example, you know, I'm, I'm a biohacker. I'm into longevity and things like that. 
So I'm a big fan of, you know, people like Aubrey de Grey, the guy with the big beard, you know, that drinks the beer and it's got that little thing in, in United Kingdom, but also Dave Asprey from Bulletproof Radio, pretty cool guy. And I've got a few people like that that I think are pretty cool. Now, you know, I ended up having dinner with Dave Asprey and catching up for lunch with um, Aubrey de Grey. Well, you flew to London to do that. Yes. And what you need to do that is some money. <laughs> yes, but I, I went to London for a course. Yeah. And the funny enough, timing, two weeks after it happened, was that thing was happening. So I was going to bring you, Christina, but you didn't want to come. No. And then what I did is I thought I might as well stay. So I ended up going to Macedonia for a quick holiday. Went there, had a holiday. Luckily, a good friend of mine, Greg from Wollongong, was there at the same time. So I caught up with Greg and Marion. We had a great time. You know, catching up overseas. And then I went back to London, had dinner with Dave Asprey, caught up with Audrey de Grey, let him met a lot of great people. And it was a lot of fun and brought a lot of meaning. But also the other way money brought meaning to me is when I first retired, I paid off my parents' home mm. because they struggled to make ends meet and they never went out for dinner. They kept saving money. And then I got my parents and I forced them to go overseas on a holiday with me. I paid for their trip and went with my mother and my father. And we had a ball. We had so much fun. My mom was so much fun. I was nearly asleep in the plane and she was at the back talking to these people. And then <laughs> she's setting up the girls in the plane and it was hilarious. Anyway, I had an amazing time. It was really good because before that, I was working 80 hours a week. I had no time for anyone. Yeah. And luckily through property, I ended up 10 properties, 180 grand a year, and I could do what I wanted to do. Yeah, so it's what that money allows you, the freedom. Well, yes, but the, the thing, time. but the thing is, you know, mother passed away about four years ago. And now, if I didn't have that freedom, mm. I wouldn't have those special times with her. Yeah, and, you wouldn't have those memories. And look, when you lose when you lose them, it's bad. Yeah. But I tell you what, um, having um, having spent quality time with them yeah. is, is invaluable. You know what I mean? No money can buy that. No money can buy that. Exactly. It's about having the money and the time to be able to have those experiences. And I think everybody wants that. So... If you're saying you don't like money, you're lying. Well, I'm going to debunk it even more because there's some people that money doesn't make. Some them. people get really triggered by this topic, actually. They do. Now they that do. I think about it, like on Facebook, uh, it really does bring out the keyboard warriors. It does, it does. But what I want to talk about is the next next part of the triangle. Okay. So you've got money and freedom. Yeah. Then you've got the other side, which is deep and meaningful relationships. Okay. Because, yeah. I don't know, we've all seen this you got some person mm -hmm. in Silicon Valley, right? They're pretty young. They've made a lot of money, but haven't made any friendships. Mm. They're, they're, they're worth $300 million and they're depressed. Yeah. And a lot of people go, oh, look at that. They're depressed. It's because of the money. No, it's not because of the money. <laughs> it's because they don't have the right it's, friends. It's despite yeah. of the money. Despite of the money, they're still unhappy because... They've got no deep, meaningful relationships. They've got no, no purpose. Yeah, because that's the point of having all that abundance and, you know, be able to do what you want without actually sharing it with other people. Yeah. Look, if you got a million dollars, what would you do with it? What would you do with it? Type in the, type in the, type in the answers, please. Guys. Yeah, yeah, do? I'd be really you curious know, to know. What would I do? Let me type in the message. I would... Um, what would you do with a million dollars? Set up a biohacking lab. <laughs> At home. For longevity. Okay, nice. That's what I would do if I got a million dollars. Yeah. Um, what would you do? Write it down, please. And okay, so the problem is money didn't create sadness or depression in these people. They were depressed regardless of the money. So right. so if you got no deep for meaningful relationships, doesn't matter how much money you got, you're not gonna be happy. Yeah. 
being alone, being Scrooge McScrooge, now that it's Christmas time. Scrooge McScrooge wasn't happy, was he? No. Yes. And then there's the, there's the third part of the triangle, which is really important. And that is health. Health. Because, look, if you went to a cancer ward, mm. right, let's say you walked in there and there was cancer patients there, that's where they are. Mm-hmm. And you say to them, look, how would you like a million dollars? They're going to make you happy. <laughs> yeah. You'd probably get a bedpan thrown at you, hit in the head, right? Because it doesn't matter. No amount of money is going to make you happy if you've got some terminal disease. Yeah, well, your health is the most important thing. And having the money to be able to maintain your health and lead a healthy lifestyle is what it's That's all right. about. But see, money without the time, without the deep, meaningful relationship, without the health mm-hmm. is useless. However, having money and those other two things, then you've got that trifecta. Yeah. And that is really, at the end of the day, I believe the way forward to happiness and fulfillment. Mm. You know, and that's what I'm working on. I want to build that free triangle out. I want to get more money and time. I want to create more deep, meaningful relationships because they're very important to me. And, you know, I'm, that's part of the reason I'm part of this tribe. You know, you guys, the Freedom Fighters, are part of our tribe, and I love that. I get a lot of deep, meaningful connection from our, yeah. our followers and our fans. But also, health is important because I know if I'm unhealthy, what's the point of having deep, meaningful relationships and having money because you're not going to be around? Yeah, absolutely. But um, that's really the key. And, um, you know, that's why I think we've got to get authentic and get real, right? Because I really think when people say they don't want money, they don't need money, they're more spiritual and blah, 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 I think they're <laughs> full of shit, right? BS. I call out BS. And what I'm saying is they're saying that. I'm not having a go at you. They're saying that because they're feeling secure and they want to make excuses. Then justify it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is... People just follow all sorts of stuff, right? And what happens is, you know, when people are scared that something might be true about the insecurities, what they do is they're afraid to try, so then they justify. Mm. So, for example, I know a guy that's single, right? Mm-hmm. And he was insecure about himself. Mm-hmm. And because he's insecure, he's too afraid to try having a relationship with someone. Right. Yeah. Right. But what he says, he goes, ah, oh, women these days, they don't want relationships. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, he doesn't really mean that. But what he's saying is, I'd rather say women don't want relationships than me putting myself vulnerable <laughs> and then getting rejected. And then trying to get a relationship and being yes. rejected. So yeah. unfortunately, and this is the sad part, that person doesn't really believe that, but they tell themselves a story, tell everyone else the story. And what they're doing is really saving themselves from rejection. Mm-hmm. But really, seriously, um, re- what's rejection? Getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So really, what he's trying to do is saving himself from getting out of the comfort zone. That's all. And really, at the end of the day, that's crazy. Because, you know, getting rejected is not that bad. I know because I've been rejected many times. Yeah. I mean, well, it's part of becoming successful. You have to uh, get over a lot of no's and face a lot of no's in your life. Yes. And the thing is, I mean, part of our coaching program and Christina's our head coach and part of our coaching program, we help people. And one of the big things we do is don't let them give up because mm. what happens is you, when you go to get a property, it doesn't happen automatically. It's never a straight line to success. You're always going to hit roadblocks. There's always going to be rejections. So they didn't accept yeah. your offer. You couldn't get the finance. You couldn't get the valuation. There's all these little hurdles. There's, There's just the mindful hurdles all the way. And the people that have got ego, 
yeah. right? And go, oh no, I've get upset means, and take, get it upset, take it personally. You know, <laughs> so it's got nothing to do with a personal attack. It's no, just the situation. And the deal is, you can't be pers- personal about it. What you got to do is you got to keep going. Mm. And you, know, you get knocked down. What do you, you do? Get back up you get again. again. That's and right. You get, and, you get knocked down. Get back up again. The, the the road to success is not a straight downhill road. Well, you get rejected by one bank, go to another bank yes. and keep going. Don't take, you know, don't accept no. And that will really define you with becoming a successful property investor. How don't define you becoming successful in anything. In anything in life. How willing you are to keep going despite the rejections and despite, you know, the no's that you receive. Let me let me tell you about rejection and no's. <laughs> when I met Christina... <laughs> Christina, what did you say to me? I said no. No, no way. Did I take no for, <laughs> did I take no for an answer? I said no. <laughs> I don't want to go out with you. Yes. And look, and Christina kept saying no over and over. But I didn't get to take it personally because she didn't know me well enough, that's all, <laughs> to say yes. And, and in the end, you said yes. Yeah. Was, it, was it worthwhile? Yeah, he wore me down. <laughs> was, the best, was the best thing you ever did? It was pretty good. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Anyway, so when I when I when I was, when I wanted to date Christina, she kept saying no, but I didn't take no for an answer, right? Mm. And what happened was, um, uh, Christina was helping us out with our marketing company with Belinda, mm-hmm. and I said to Belinda, "Why don't you fly Chris, fly Christina up, and that way, you know what I mean? I've got an excuse to fly up and meet up with you." And she goes, "Oh, George, I'll find out if she likes you or not." I go, "Don't do that because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't need to know because she's gonna like me anyway, regardless. <laughs> once she gets to know me, because I really think by being authentic and being real, you attract the right people to yourself." Yeah, and so, it's all about being genuine. Yes, and the thing is, I knew myself that if you got to know me, hopefully you'd like me, and if you didn't, you're the wrong person for me anyway. Yeah, that's, right? that's true. And yeah. that's that's what I do with our members and our, our audience as well. See, because a lot of people say, okay, George, you know, what are your audience looking for? What's happening? You know, and I'm yeah. like, look, it doesn't matter because what I want to do is be authentic and be real mm. and show you who I really am. And if you're the right fit, if you're the right fit for our business, for our model, for our group, you'll know. And that way it's an easier relationship because I don't have to pretend. Definitely. Because people that pretend that aren't authentic, they don't, they, the reason they don't, they pretend is because they're insecure. Mm. right and they're trying to pretend they're something they're not you see it on facebook all the time people trying to pretend they're really successful and super successful and they're going oh look at this this is my porsche this is my boat but it's not really theirs you know and they take a photo next to a car you know stuff like (laughs) that yeah and the thing is like you know i know know one guy and he doesn't swear around certain friends but around other friends he'll swear then he'll smoke in front of other friends and not the other friends and he's a bogan one so i'm like it confuses me like that would be uh, hard work to keep track of how you have to act. Look, I mean, who could be bothered? Yeah, but you know why <laughs> he does it? Up? You know why he does it? No. He does it because he's insecure. Okay. And he doesn't think people like him for who he is. Right. So what he does, pretend to be someone else. Because I remember a long time ago, I was actually a coach when it comes to dating women. And a lot of guys would come up to him and go, okay, so what do I, how do I act? I'm like, have you it. seen the movie Hitch? Was it like that? Yes, I was like <laughs> the white version of Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is that politically incorrect? You and Will Smith. <laughs> Me and Will Smith. We're like brothers. Anyway, so what happened was guys would ask my advice all the time. They'd ring me and go, George, I'm going out this amazing day next week, Friday night. What do I do? What do I say? I'm like, look, be yourself. Just be, be yourself. Real. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's 
not going to work. They don't know how to and do I, that. No, no, they, they go, it's not going to work. And I go, well, if it doesn't work, you become a better person until it does work. Because you can't, you can't get a relationship because these guys, even though they're pretending they wanted to get laid, they really wanted a relationship. Right, I could tell that yeah. they wanted connection, human connection, people want that. But the thing is, if you aren't real and authentic, then you're not connecting to the right person anyway. Mm. And then and if you both got your masks on and you're both unreal, then what happens? And fortunately, I mean, with you and I, we became friends first. We were friends choice. for a very long time. But, but we got to know our real selves. <laughs> yeah. And that's very important because there was no fakeness there. And I think that's very important that way. Mm. So, you know, being authentic is really, I really think you need to own it, whatever you are. And I think, you know, like my friend, I'm like, smoke or don't smoke. I don't care, but do one or the other. <laughs> don't sit on the fence and just change around. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, and that's what I think. So I think really at the end of the day, you know, money can buy what love can't. Have we proven it? What do you reckon, guys? Type in the, type in the message. Type in me. the chat. Type Let in the chat. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. And your relationship with money, you know, if you need to work on it, just own that and, and recognise that and change your mindset about it and start having a prosperity mentality. Yep. So, look, guys, um, if you want to know more about mindset, about how to change relationship money, I actually did a podcast. It's called The Ugly Truth Podcast. Christine and I did that one a while ago. And there's one episode on NLP. Okay, yeah. And that actually shows you how to change your mindset. And how to break your patterns. Yes, because it's all about your internal language, your submodalities and things a like that. A lot of it's unconscious. Which sounds behavior. very complicated, but if you listen to that podcast, it will help you and it will serve you really well because it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. And look, um, it's great once you do fix that mindset and you just attract money and money flows to you and you become very successful. You know what I'm thinking of doing? What? I'm thinking of selling my Porsche. Really? Yes, You've been saying that for a while now. Yeah, I know. My, <laughs> my friend Victor rang me and said, George, I'm like, if you want to sell it, sell it. If you don't want to sell it, don't sell it. Look, I don't care. I don't know if it'll be stuff, but my friend Victor, he rang me and said, you should sell it because it's gone up in value. Okay. Um, apparently due to COVID, luxury cars have gone up. People have been buying Porsches. But also, I don't have a license at the moment. Yeah. So I can't drive it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I'll sell the Porsche, buy a house and do a case study. So, oh, people, so people can yeah. watch what I'm okay. doing. I'll do a case study and then I reckon in a year's time I can buy a house, sell the Porsche, buy a house and then get the house to get me a free Porsche. Cool. That, who'd like to see that case study? Who'd like mm. to see me sell my Porsche and buy a house and get a Porsche again? Or who <laughs> thinks that's just... <laughs> you know, because I might get the film crew to follow me around and do it. Yeah, you know? I think you should do it. Do you I should do it? I know, but no one else is commenting. Say something, please. Um. Are we working? Can people hear me? Can you hear me? I feel like we're doing a science. Are you, are you alive? <laughs> are you me, there? Let me, let me look at the Facebook group. Are we live and loud? Or have we been talking this whole time to ourselves? We've been talking to ourselves the whole time. Oh, God, no. I've seen people <laughs> flitter in and out. But, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of doing. What do you guys reckon if I should do a case study on selling my Porsche, buying a property, and then using the profits to buy another Porsche and keep the property? So that way, so then up, you've got the car and the house. Yeah. So all you do is get rid of the car, yep. use it as a deposit, get a house, and then get the car again, and then you've got both. I get a better car. Well, one one of our members, I mean, he had he had like four cars when he when I met him, and now he's got a million dollars worth of property. And I'm boys in their toys. But seriously, he's a lot happier now. One, he's got two cars now. He got another one again, but now he's got can't help himself. But now he's got cars. like now he's got like two properties and two cars instead yeah. of four cars and no property. 
Yeah. What would you rather? Would you rather a car or a house? Type in the chat comment and let me know. Car or a house? I know what I'd write. And a house that makes you money. I'm going to write down what I think. And I really, you know what I'm going to say, don't you guys? You're going to say a car. I'm going to say a house. <laughs> Surprise. I, I never, this is the funny thing. When I'm normally buying a house, I'm normally buying a brand new one because of depreciation. Yeah. Depending on how much tax I'm paying at the time. But until I tap my tax out, I'm buying new, then I'm buying used. Then I'm buying new again. So you've got to balance it out. Yeah. But when you first start out, you want to tap out your tax and buy brand new. Mm. With with cars, I never buy brand new because as soon as you get it, you, as soon as you buy it, you lose 20, 30%. It loses straight away. value straight away. So yeah. what I do is I always buy cars that are you know two to three to four years old and usually get a bargain, like the car that I bought you for your, for your birthday. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful car, isn't it? It is. And that, yeah. and that, that was brand new, around eighty thousand dollars M3 BMW, and I picked it up for like thirty-five thousand. Yeah, not bad. Which is pretty awesome, and I'm happy to share that with you guys. You know, because mm. I don't want to spend too much money on cars. Because cars, <laughs> you're, you're like, I don't want to spend too much money on Christina. <laughs> so that's why I got her a second-hand Christina, car. <laughs> you got yourself an eighty thousand dollar car. I'm kidding. But no, that's awesome. You gotta be smart about these things because you would, should be putting your money in. Would you property. rather that I was smart and got you a car as a as a bargain or would you rather me just pay for Obviously I'd rather you be smart about it. It's got five years new car warranty. It's and brand new. Four years. Of- it's hardly. It was hardly used. No. The the guy who had it only had it for like two or three months. Yeah. And he never drove it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. And that's and that's. I, I don't care. Good. Your your car's beautiful though. It must I love be. it. Yeah. It's very it's, nice. He got every extra you could think. Of. I know. But um, it, <laughs> he got the sports car mode. And the funny thing is, the car even talks to you and parts itself. Yeah. Because I had a problem with the car. And I pressed a button, and then suddenly someone someone's going hi. <laughs> you got a problem. I'll help you. And they helped me. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I didn't expect it to die. I didn't realize there was a phone inside the car. Yeah. And GPS and internet. On, it's got everything. Yeah. It's got everything. It's pretty, pretty cool. awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So let's do a bit of a summary. What have we talked about tonight? We've talked about okay, so um, can good money idea. buy love. <laughs> we, we, bought, we talked about can money buy love. And we said, and we also talked about that money, love can't buy you what money can. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And we spoke about the genie. You know, if you if you had, were in your bedroom on your own and you had a magic lamp and you rubbed it and it came out, and um, he would said, "Would you choose to keep making money or no? No. Would you would your choose bank account go no. up or down? Yes. <laughs> Perpetually bring your bank account up or down. Yeah. And if it was in the privacy of our own home, what would you really say? Because mm. that's the important part. Because people in public a lot of times say, I don't like money. Blah blah blah. But I think you know, at the end of the day, we talked about the the threesome of money, the trifecta of happiness which is money and time fulfilling deep fulfilling relationships but also health yeah and those are the three things that you know matter so that's it now we're, we're doing our christmas special next week are we now and i thought week, this was our christmas special no 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 no. that's why i wanted to sing a christmas no, song no. but you we're wouldn't sing, let me no we're, we're doing our christmas special next week so on the 23rd next week guys stay tuned for an amazing tune in session. no because to hear george's top dating tips well, i mean property tips that's right i don't do that anymore but what we're going to do is we're going to be wearing christmas hats are we yep did you and buy them because look, i don't have any i even got a bit of gray in my beard he's looking <laughs> like santa to look like santa, santa claus here but also, but also, what I'm going to be doing next week is giving away prizes. So giving away some gifts I'm for Christmas. I'm giving away gifts for Christmas. I have to. Now, guys, also, one other thing. Our 14-day challenge closes tonight, midnight. Last chance. So if you haven't done it yet, if you wanted to join us, 
we've, we're three days in. Mm-hmm. We're still going to have a. You can catch up. Still going to have a two weeks. You can catch up. Yeah. But after tonight, it's that's it. Comment challenge in the chat. Comment challenge in the chat to get a piece of that action. That's right. Get a piece of that action. Yeah, <laughs> she's just going to repeat everything I said. Just going to repeat everything you said up now. <laughs> Okay, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. We've had fun and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.